And welcome to another episode of the Blind Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Craig C.H. Jr. And the title of today's episode is, What Do We Call Jesus? I want to start off by telling everyone, Merry Christmas. Uh, it's good to be here another Christmas in the year of 2021. And just want to welcome you into the Blind Faith Podcast. And, and today's lesson title is going to be, What Do We Call Jesus? And so uh, this is sermon was inspired by my pastor here in Austin, Pastor Freeman. Um, he used this scripture, and I feel like uh, it spoke to me. Um, and it, inspired some, it inspired something in me, and it, it made me want to go dig a little bit deeper. And so uh, the, this sermon is coming out of Isaiah. Ninth chapter, beginning at the sixth verse. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. I specifically want to hone in on those last four topics as we go through this lesson entitled, What Do You Call Jesus? So as Isaiah is prophesying to the people of Israel, to God's chosen people, we find in this passage of scripture where he lists four things to whom he calls Jesus, right? He prophetically calls Jesus these four things. He calls him a wonderful counselor. He calls him a mighty God. He calls him an everlasting father. And he calls him a prince of peace. And as he calls him those four things, I, I wanna dig deeper into the meaning of those four things so let's start with wonderful counselor. Anytime you go to counseling here in, in 2021 or uh, wherever you go and do your counseling at any, uh, however long you've been in counseling, right? Anytime you go to counseling, you are seeking advice. You're seeking direction. You are seeking guidance. You're seeking uh, some advice, some help to get your life back on track. And, and when Isaiah refers to Jesus as a wonderful counselor, it is clear that he is saying that when you think about Jesus, he is a wonderful 
person to seek wisdom from. He is a wonderful person to seek advice from. He is a wonderful person to seek instruction from. He is the best person to seek wisdom from. He is the best person to seek advice from. He is the best person to seek instruction from. Because in Jesus, when, 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 a, when Mary had Jesus in the manger and, and the baby came out of her, he, he, instantly he was knowledge from God. Instantly, he presented us with understanding from God. Now, maybe he was cooing and kind and, and, and doing things that babies do, but, but in the words of Isaiah, one of the main things we can celebrate on this Christmas morning is that we now have knowledge from God. We now have, we now have understanding from God. We now have insight through Christ into the mind and heart of God. And so as we celebrate Christmas morning, the, the first gift that I want to celebrate given through the birth of Jesus Christ is that Christ gave us insight into the heart and mind of God that we never would have had post pre-Christ. What we have, what we know about God post-Christ is entirely, entirely more revelatory than what we knew about God pre-Christ. God revealed himself through Christ. He revealed his, 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 his will through Christ. He revealed his way through Christ. He revealed his desires through Christ. He revealed his identity through Christ. And so we know more about God now after Christ was born than we would have ever known about God before Christ. The second thing that Isaiah calls Christ is a mighty God. And, and, and so when we think about Christ as being the mighty God, we think about who in earth, who in heaven and who in hell can stand against the mighty God. Who is your antagonizer? Who is your enemy? Who are those who you know are out to get you. Whether they be spiritual enemies or physical enemies, can I ask you a question? Who can stand against our mighty God? Who can stand against our mighty God? There's no force, there is no entity, there is no being, there is no creation that is mightier than our mighty God. So when we are out in the world, and, 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 and this is part of my Christmas celebration, part of our Christmas celebration is that when we return to our mighty God, when we full-heartedly return to our mighty God, there is a protection in this Christ child that was born on Christmas. There is a protective power that rests within him that... I don't know about you, but I, I feel like he keeps us more secure than any security alarm system. He keeps us more secure than, than a license to carry or, or holding on to a firearm. He keeps us more secure because in him, he is the mighty God. And, and, and so when you have the mighty God with you, the reward of the mighty God is with you. His reward is with him. 
who can take away the reward of the mighty God? And so if he's holding on to my reward, no one can steal it from me because my reward is not in the hands of man, but my reward is in the hands of the mighty God. And so as we serve him, as we worship him, as we celebrate his birth on this day, I want you to think about that. Our reward is not in the earth, but our reward is in the hands of Jesus. And who can steal, who can take, who can destroy our reward if it's in the hands of the mighty God? Not only is our reward in the mighty hands of God, but our recompense is in the mighty hands of God. <laughs> our recompense is in the mighty hands of God. So who can steal our recompense? As we celebrate this Christmas this morning, I want you to think about that. Who can steal your recompense, your recompense for all of your troubles, for all of the years of sorrow, for all of the pain that you've experienced, for all of the trials and tribulations? Your recompense is in the hands of the mighty God, this Christ child who was born on Christmas morning. My recompense is in his hands. So, so you can stone me, you can insult me, you can mistreat me, you can revile me, you can persecute me, but my recompense is in the mighty hands of God. And who can steal my recompense out of the mighty hands of God? Soon and very soon, God will deliver me out of my afflictions and my trials and tribulations because Jesus is the mighty God, the mighty deliverer, the mighty savior. The, uh, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Lift up your hands, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Jesus is the mighty God. And who can stand against him? What, 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 what loan officer can stand against him? What armed gunman can stand against him? Which of your enemies can stand against the mighty God? So as we celebrate Christmas, I want you to celebrate the fact that Jesus is our mighty God. And because he is our mighty God, we have nothing lacking. And we have nothing missing. Because our might is not wrapped up in our own strength, but our might is in the Christ child. Our might is in King Jesus. Okay, and so the next thing Isaiah calls him is an everlasting father. And so when you think of, of the ideal earthly father, things that stand out is like, you know, an earthly father protects his children. He, provides for his children. He disciplines his children. He, he leads them and he guides them. Uh, but, but there's something significant about an everlasting father, about Christ being our everlasting father. Because what we understand is that our everlasting father is not just human, but he's also divine. And so he touches divinity, but he also touches humanity. And so as our everlasting father, he is the direct revelation of our heavenly father. 
and, and so and so we have an earthly father in the in the presence in the body of this baby that was born on Christmas. He walks with us and he talks with us, but we also have our divine father. We have our divine father that 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 that, that sits high and that looks low, that created the universe, that all things were created through the palms of his hands. And so Jesus is the perfect combination. We call him everlasting father because he's our divine and our earthly father. And so what does a father do? He prepares his children. He, he, he trains up his children in the way that they should go so that when they get older, they will not depart. And so as our father, we have to submit to the training in the preparation of Christ, understanding that Christ knows what's best for us. Our Father knows what's best for us. Even though sometimes we can't see what's best for us, even though sometimes we, we question God's judgment in our life, but we have to sit back and realize that our Father knows what's best for us. And in spite of what we want, in spite of what we desire, ultimately our Father will do what's in our best interest if we submit ourselves to the will and to the authority of our Father. And our Father is always working to do the will of his heavenly Father. And so Jesus is our everlasting Father, and he's working to do the will of his heavenly Father. And so when he prepares us, when he teaches us, when he instructs us, when he disciplines us, when he, when he leads us, he's leading us down the pathway of righteousness. He's, he's leading us. He, 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 the Lord is our shepherd. He's going to help us to lay down in the green pastures. He's going to lead us beside the still waters. He will restore our soul. He will lead us down the pathways of righteousness for his namesake. And yea, though we have to walk through some of the valleys and of the shadow of death here in this present world, our Father is with us. His rod and his staff give us comfort. He prepares a table for us, even in the presence of our, our enemies. He anoints our head with oil, and our cup surely runs over. The Christ child is our everlasting father. And he will teach us to do what pleases, what pleases God. Our father, Jesus, is, he taught us in his earthly ministry, and he's still teaching us today to do what pleases God to do what pleases God, because our Father knows that at the end of the day, what's best for us is to do God's will. And so he speaks to us those words of God the Father, and we can hear God the Father in the voice of God the Son. We can feel God the Father in the voice of God the Son. We can see God the Father in the presence of God the Son. And if you want to know God, look at Jesus. He is our everlasting Father. And in him, we will bring honor and glory to God the Father. If, if, we, if we heed the words of our everlasting Father through the person of Jesus Christ, in the person of Jesus Christ, we will bring honor and glory to our heavenly father, God. And so when we think about being glorified, I don't wanna be glorified 
by men because that glorification is temporary. I don't want to be glorified by myself because that glorification is temporary. But when I do the will of my father, I know that he will ultimately glorify me and the glorification that comes from my father will be eternal, the everlasting father. One more thing on that point though. When I think about a father and as in my role as a father, I can always discern the voice of my children. And it never matters what I'm doing. It never matters how busy I might be. When I hear the call of my children, when I hear the cries of my children as the father, I never fail to show up and see what they need. So when I think about the everlasting father as being Christ, aren't you glad that he never fails? to discern the voice and the cries of his children. And he never fails to show up and meet every need that we have. As we journey through this earth, understand that when you cry out to your father, when you cry out to the everlasting father, he hears the cries of his children and he never fails to show himself present. He never fails to show himself Mighty, he never fails to show up for his children. He showed up on, on the cross at Calvary. He showed up and he's still showing up today. The everlasting father never fails to show up for his children. And, and that's one of the things that we can celebrate on this Christmas morning is that the everlasting father, Christ never fails to hear the cries of his children. He never fails to show up and show out on our behalf. Okay, as I hurry to my close, the last thing Isaiah mentions is that he is the Prince of Peace. And so as we look at Christ, as he journeyed through the scriptures, one of the main salutations that he would always give to his disciples when he showed up is peace be with you. Whenever he showed up to his disciples, whether it was after uh, his resurrection or even before his resurrection, when he showed up, he would say, peace be with you. Uh, and, 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 and that's something that we gotta appreciate on this Christmas morning is that we get a lot of bad news. We get bad news from the doctor. We get bad news from the lawyer. We get bad news from people. We get bad news from all around the world. But there is good news. <laughs> there is good news that, that, that no matter where I am, if I be in Christ, then peace is with me. God's peace is with me because he is the prince of peace. And, and, and not only is his peace with me, but his peace is inside of me. 
And so I have peace down in my soul because the Prince of Peace was born on Christmas morning. I have peace down in my soul. I have peace that surpasses all human reasoning and understanding. I have peace like a river ever flowing from the depths of my soul because the Prince of Peace and, and when I look upon the face of the Prince of Peace, I can see the peace of God in the flesh. You, they talked about the peace of God and, 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 and they mentioned the peace of God. But when Christ was born on Christmas morning, we got to experience the peace of God face to face. God's peace. The Bible says that when God shine his face upon us, it gives us peace. <laughs> when Christ showed his face to us, it gives us peace, a peace that surpasses all human reasoning and understanding, a peace that folk can't even understand, a peace when you're going through a storm, peace when you're going through the rain, peace when you're going through the ups, peace when you're going through the downs, peace when you're going through heartache, peace when you're going through pain. The Prince of Peace gives us a peace that surpasses all human reasoning and understanding. And because there's peace that he put on the inside of us, then we can express peace to those who are around us. Because we know the Prince of Peace on the inside of us, we can show peace to the world. Everywhere that Paul went, he would say, grace and peace be with you. Grace and peace to you. Grace and peace to you. Why? Because he had peace down on the inside of him. That peace that was given from God the Father through God the Son was on the inside of him. And because Paul had peace on the inside of him, he could walk around everywhere and say grace and peace to you. Peter, the same way, because God the Father and God the Son had put peace on the inside of him, then he could walk around and tell the world, peace be to you. And on this Christmas morning, I, I just want to say peace be to you. Not my peace, but the peace that I've received from God the Father, the peace that I've received through God the Son, that peace that surpasses our human reasoning and understanding, peace be with you. Peace to you. Grace and peace to you. Grace, mercy, and peace to you. Not only did he put his peace on the inside of us, not only can we show his peace to the world, but in the Christ child. We have peace with God. <laughs> the Prince of Peace, not only did he put his peace on the inside of us, not only does he show his peace through us, but he has given us peace with God. And, and, and so in spite of our sins, in spite of our failures, in spite of our flaws, in spite of our imperfections, we have peace with God through Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad about that this morning? We have peace with God through Christ Jesus. We have peace with God. I know we've let him down. I know we've failed him. I know we've sinned. I know we've come short. But in Christ, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. This morning symbolizes a peace treaty between humanity and God. <laughs> when the Prince of Peace was born, 
it symbolized the peace treaty. I don't know if you study history, but a peace treaty means there's no more warring between Christians and our heavenly father. Because in Christ, there is a peace treaty. The Prince of Peace brought about a peace treaty between humanity and God, saying that in him, we can have peace with God. So on this Christmas morning, on this Christmas morning, may the peace of God be with you. May the peace of God, which surpasses all human reasoning and understanding, let it govern your hearts. Let it guard your hearts. Let it guard your mind. And may the peace of our great shepherd rest, rule, and abide with you on this Christmas morning. If you don't know his peace, if you have not had a chance to experience this peace that, that, that transcends human thought, that transcends human reasoning, we, we, we've seen Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., we've seen our ancestors, we've seen Cesar Chavez, we've seen uh, Miguel Hidalgo, We've seen all of those Jews going through Holocaust and we've seen them have a peace in the midst of life's most challenging and trying circumstances. And yet we deal with the little stuff that we deal with and we have no peace. But if you understand where the peace comes from, if you understand that he is the Prince of Peace, if you understand that he is a wonderful counselor, if he is your everlasting father, if he is your mighty God, then the peace of God ought to rest, rule, and abide in your heart. And can't nothing take you out your peace. Can't nothing destroy your peace. Because the world didn't give us this peace. And the world can't take this peace away. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas we have an everlasting father. Merry Christmas we have a prince of peace. Merry Christmas he is the mighty God. And Merry Christmas he's our wonderful counselor. Do you know him? Have you tried him? I'll tell you, he's all right. I know he's all right because he walks with me and he talks with me and he gives me peace down in my soul, down in the very depths of my soul. There's peace overflowing like a river down in my soul. May God be with you and may his peace be with you in Jesus name. Amen.